Hey there, this is Adam Zekas with Tom Kissingbear from the IDP Read and React IDP podcast right here at DLF. Uh, say hello, Tom. It's you, chap golly good gosh. Here I am. Uh, great. Uh, anyway, um, if you're interested in getting started with IDP and Dynasty Leagues or looking for a way to dominate your IDP Leagues, then our show is for you. Isn't that right, Tom? Ah, oh, yes, my good man. And of course, I bring the coveted data and insight that can only come from a monarch-loving, tea-slurping, crumpet muncher such as myself. Yep, very, very cool, Tom. Very cool. Um, well, you can find our podcast right here in the DLF Family of Podcast feed on DynastyFootball.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at The Read and React. <laughs> Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russ and Rocky Other names, trade addicts pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. I'm Matt Chester, and I have a trading problem. Hey, everybody. Welcome to session 229 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAB Network, if you will, and we will. (laughs) It's here. It's happened. We've seen it. It's real. I was about to say we can touch it, but we can't really touch f- football. We can touch we can the TV. Touch football, but it's not like <laughs> football. So, but like, yeah, it happened. I saw it. So it really happened. Like pick or it didn't happen. We saw picks. Like it's there. <laughs> we have scores. We, we've we won or lost or like don't really tie in fantasy football very often, but not maybe usually. some of you did. Some of us got just destroyed in Scott Fishbowl, and some of us did great. No in-betweens. No in-betweens. I don't, don't, don't give me any of that. I did okay. No. But, like, it's here. It's real, and I want the season to be over so we can go back to the non-point-scoring <laughs> season and I can actually do well again. Like, I'm done. Like, I had a week. I set my lineups, all of them. I put in a couple of waiver claims. Like, what is this? Russ, I'm, man, enjoy the season, buddy. No, I'm done. Like, I'll enjoy watch the ball, season, but I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Accountability no, season is rough. Just everyone stop it. No. Ugh. We're all geniuses in theory, and in non-point scoring season, we can prove it. Yeah. I, I can't disprove it. I, exactly. Nothing real. Nothing is real in a non-point scoring season. You cannot be wrong. And I love that. As long as you can talk up the narrative. Uh-huh. Yep. I can convince myself. Any trade if I, I can be proven wrong, I most likely will be proven wrong. <laughs> I, I like winning, though, Russ. <laughs> That's where the old QBs come in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, before we do get started, Matt, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do, and where they can find what you do? 
Uh, thanks, Russ. I'm Matt Matthew Chester. My uh, Twitter handle is at Mad Jester, like a crazy clown. And uh, I've, I do some articles at uh, Twitter handle at FC Fantasy Sports. That's FightingChanceFantasy.com. Um, how are you guys doing? F, F in front of you. Like, am I telling you your handle? Like, don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I get that wrong? Yeah. Yeah. You I, said you, F, you left F, out the FF, man. Come on. FF mad jester. Like, I was going to let you get the fighting chance fantasy stuff wrong, but I'm not letting you get your own Twitter handle wrong. Come <laughs> I'm on. not good at self-promotion. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, all right. But we were not done talking about you anyway. So don't, don't try and get back in your comfort zone. We're still pulling you out. How long have you been playing fantasy football for? Fantasy football. Uh, time's been rough since COVID. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know if five years ago was two years ago or 10 years probably ago was 15 years ago. <laughs> somewhere between 10 and 15 years, probably. Probably close to 15 years I've been playing in home leagues and uh, playing on NFL app, playing on ESPN app, playing on uh, all the, you know, all the fun beginner, all encompassing leagues that we all get together with our friends and do live drafts and have our own home leagues. And uh, COVID kind of messed that up. And that was a chance to, that's when I got on uh, Twitter just to kind of be more tapped in while I was isolated. I wanted to be tapped into fantasy while, you know, it's fantasy. It's a nice way to escape whatever else is going on. Yeah. Um, so I was able to keep in touch with my friends on a daily basis because of it. And I wanted more and more and more of it. And that's how I got into dynasty was, uh, COVID hit at the right time. And I just sunk in, uh, you know, took the plunge. So did you just start in dynasty in like the past two years or did it just get for real in the past two years? Um, no, I actually just started dynasty. I downloaded sleeper two years ago and, uh, things never recovered. That's I, and I think you even you're in the twenties of leagues, right, man? Like so in yeah. my in my favorite league, there were there was over fifty trades in the off season, and what what more could you ask for? You know, I just want to stay tapped in. Don't don't take the cord out of my arm. Yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> um, what are some of the best and worst trades you've made in Dynasty so far? Uh, I was a little worried about this question because I don't want to out myself for. Uh, doing too good of a trade. I don't want people to avoid me in my leagues, but I'll tell you the, you know, I'd, so I'd like to go in a different direction with that. Maybe uh, some of my favorite players to arbitrage back and forth throughout the years. Is that okay? No, whatever like, makes you happy, man. Go for it. This is your so, time. So Mooney in my favorite league, Mooney's one of my favorite little characters and his, he's, he's good at football. He puts up points. He's got a, a nice situation. He's young. Um, he's quiet. He's, he's a small Gabe Davis. So I, I had a personal attachment to Mooney. I loved him, uh, drafted him everywhere. But so in one league, I was able to send him away, uh, before last season for two seconds. That was wonderful. And, uh, I sent him away to somebody who had Josh Jacobs. He was a little bit worried and, uh, about his RB depth. So I sent him Kenyon Drake. I was like, look, I miss my dude. Can I get uh, Mooney back? So I sent away Drake. I got two seconds out of Mooney that time. And then as he's doing better throughout the year, because nobody believes in him until he puts up points week after week after week. And people say, all right, well, somebody sent me a Rondale in a second for him. I said, look, that's a fair deal. But I, when, when it's a fair deal, you got to go with your guy. So I stuck with my boy Mooney. And uh, and he said, all right, well, how about I just throw in Renfro? I was like, is this dude kidding me? So beginning of last season, Renfro was uh, – Waller went down. So I was able to get a third second out of Mooney. 
I got a Rondale back and I got Renfro back. And then I sold Renfro for two seconds. So just last year, uh, just playing Mooney back and forth over and over in this league, I was able you to got every single second. Yeah, he's got like 12 seconds for more, And I packaged him away from something <laughs> ridiculous. So just the arbitrage of some people that you can do, I'm doing that in Hunt with Hunt in a, in a couple leagues. Um, and who's the other guy? Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards was really fun to do that with. I, I've been in and out of Gus Edwards uh, <laughs> for, you know, for the year. And uh, okay. I didn't do my homework, but I just thought of my favorite trade. Go for it, man. Thank you. Uh, there was a week last year where ETN went down, J.K. Dobbins went down, and Cam Akers got released from the Patriots, right? All of it happened at the same time. Wait. Slow Who? down. Newton? That's okay. Uh, Cam Newton? Cam Newton got released. Yeah, you Patriots. said Akers. Oh, I'm sorry. Cam yeah. Newton got released. I'm like, wait, Cam Akers got released from the no separate. Wait, am I asleep or <laughs> what? Keep going. All right, keep going. Okay, yeah. so ETN went down. Uh, Dobbins went down. Cam Newton got released, and Cam Newton, I found out, had actually a negative trade value at that time. By that, I mean that you could send a trade that you think looks bad for the other person that they wouldn't accept. But if they were getting rid of Cam Newton during that time, they <laughs> would do it. He literally had negative trade value. I'll, I'll accept a trade. Just take Newton out of it. I yeah. yeah. They'd be like, wow, I found a sucker. Ha 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 ha. So my favorite trade was uh, Dobbins went down. So I packaged Gus. ETN went down. So I packaged J-Rob. So I sent Gus and J-Rob and had come back to me um, Cam Newton with DeAndre Swift. And people in that oh, league called God. me an idiot for getting Swift and Cam Newton. Don't y'all know he just got released? Ha, 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 ha. This guy got suckered. Gus is starting. You could, uh, J-Rob is starting. You could have gotten more. And now I'm just, you know. Uh, the decoy. Cam Newton was the, the illusionist. Even with that, <laughs> that, Swift is still the right answer there. But yeah, yes, yeah. no matter what. But, but the thing is, it just looks so appealing to get them off his roster. And things like that, that's why I'm interested in the psychology of it. Okay, so what? Speaking of psychology, what is a guiding principle you take with you, whether you are offering or evaluating a trade offer? Um, one thing is, if this player gets injured and is out for the year, how will I feel about this trade? That's my. That's kind of my north star. If this, am I trading for DeAndre Hopkins or Cam Akers right now? No, because they if they get injured. You know, it doesn't matter how good they are through the end of the year. You, you just don't want them. You know, it'll it'll hurt your heart no matter how much how little you spend on them. That jives with Russ too, because the majority of running backs, if you trade for them and they get hurt, you won't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You know? True. And that that's Russ. Russ doesn't want to trade for running backs unless he has to. I hate running backs. Take them out of the game. Forget taking tight ends out of the game. Okay, so. We are going to click on the right tab, and then we're going to talk about some news because, unfortunately, we survived the preseason pretty easy, and then week one happens, and some names, some names. Let's start at the bottom and go to the top. Eli Mitchell is out for two months-ish with a sprained MCL. They put him on IR, so it's going to be some weeks. And Tyrion Davis-Price was a healthy scratch, so like Trey Sermon – you know, version two, like, why do you spend a second, third round on these guys and then just healthy scratch them? I don't know. And so like Jeff all aboard the Jeff Wilson train, I guess. 
Rocky, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I'm not super excited about Jeff Wilson. I, if anything, I'd be hoping for some unseen upside from TDP, but I'm not really buying into that either. I haven't in my inbox Tyrion Davis price for a second, and I can't do it. So I would not uh, send a second. Yeah, me either. Uh, I mean, as a contending team, I mean that in, in that sense, it sort of kind of makes sense, but. Uh, yeah. For a dude that was a healthy scratch, no, it doesn't. Well, you have to think they're going to use him now. <laughs> Who else could you get that second, though? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. So yeah. I just oh, really? haven't rejected it yet. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not really invested in Mitchell either just because of this very reason. You know, he's he had so many injuries last year. I think yeah. I have one or two shares. So, and, and in the leagues I have him, I'm not – remotely depending on him. He's more like an RB3, RB4. So I, I I don't really have interest in like acquiring Mitchell Lowe and I don't really have any interest in acquiring Jeff uh, Wilson or TDP that much either. I think I heard someone say, uh, someone I was talking to in the chat say he's, uh, TDP is probably the, the, and Jeff Wilson is probably even third and TDP is fourth behind Lance and Debo. So yeah, uh, in terms of rushing now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Debo had at least, five rushes i think it was eight eight that's what the number yeah. was yeah like yeah so you know, jordan wilson about jordan you know, is dressing out as a running back and tdp isn't yeah so yeah that whole thing about not wanting to run being in his contract is apparently a load of hooey yeah hooey i tell you i'm with everything rocky just said by the way i i have very little eli mitchell of course the one place i do is sfb so i'm screwed <laughs> um me too buddy but I'm not doing anything. I mean, we will talk about a trade where I did go get Jeff Wilson, but it really is because I was bored. Um, I love. I, I even tweeted it out. It. I love the first Tuesday of the season because <laughs> my inbox, the entire screen was trade bait updates. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, let's go, let's go. Did you so get like, anything done? How how uh, quickly did you guys pull the trigger? That weren't worth putting on the sheet, but I do have one or two on here from it. Um, So after that, we have Chris Godwin, which sucks so bad. Why was he playing in that? Why was he playing? Like last week it came out that he took his knee brace off because it just, he wasn't feeling comfortable with it. And I was like, wait, that's, that's bad. And, and a couple of people were like, no, that just means he feels comfortable. I'm like, I don't, like I'm waiting for the compensatory injury, and here it is, immediately. You know, yeah. and the worst part is it, the way that game went. They could have probably had me, you, and Matt at receiver, and it, it, they would have won that game. So <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> they only gave up three points. So yeah, just it was... gonna give him a field goal range, guys. When, is Gronk, when <laughs> how soon is Gronk coming back after that injury? Uh, that's what. That's what uh, Julio, Julio was there for. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but. Gronk is my most rostered dynasty player. I have a just ton of, I have double digit so Gronk shares. But it's, <laughs> the, it's um, the same reason that I have so, I have a ton of Brady now too. Cause... My most owned, I think, is Deami Brown, who I don't even know if he played a snap. My actual literal most most owned guy is Kyle Phillips. Woohoo, Kyle Phillips. Oh, man, that's really exciting. (laughs) I want to talk about him because he's he's kind of giving me the the waddle conundrums. I'd I'd pay and take the same amount to sell and trade him. Like a second straight up, I I like it, buying and selling. Am I crazy? I I don't – I mean – 
I don't think so. I, I think he could be this guy all year. Like the, he's the six for 66 guy. That's what he was this week. Great. I think, he, a, yeah. A, and that's a rookie. What, if, if he throws a touchdown in every four, three or four games. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll take that, you know, in my flex spot. I, I think he could be that this year. Let I me mean, look what they did. I mean, Robert, I mean, I, I you have to assume Robert Woods is going to be better, but he did very little this game. And, yeah. I started him in one spot and that did not help me. Yes. And and Traylon Burks was okay, but you know he he didn't come out like gangbusters either. And I think I saw he had the highest target share targets per route run. I think he got a target on like forty two percent of his point, routes, four point two eight yards per route run, which is yeah, great. Wow. I think he was like top twenty ish. Um, yeah, so apparently he didn't but, run like a, like a ton. Of, he wasn't out there every snap, but when he was, he was getting the ball thrown at him. That was the problem is that he just didn't get the he didn't get the looks, but. He did, that, did he did as well? Yeah, as well as he I'm did. happy with him. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to what I have with my few shares, and I would, wouldn't mind getting a few more. I don't know what it, what it would take. And I know this is very niche, but if you're in leagues with kick, and TA, TA does have him, but especially if you have it beefed up a little more than TA, if you're in leagues with kick return yards, he's he's returning punt. He had 80 punt return yards this week. That's I, such a I nice know move. that because I have him in a league with like point one or something point like point one per punt return yard, and he had like 17 points in that league because he had or 18. Oh, points. Yeah, you told me about that. I'm like, yeah, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> no, it's a cheat code. It's it's definitely definitely a cheat code. That was a. Pollard held his own for a few years like that. Edmonds held his own. There was a few yeah. receivers that did it. And they, and, and you get an extra point, eight points per game. That's like an extra RB3. Yeah. Um, but even but like in the TA league, moves, it helps. Yeah. Are we making any moves based on Godwin missing time now? Like, are you going out of your way to maybe go get Julio, go get who do they even have? Like, like Scott Russell Gage. Justin Watson? Russell, is he still exists? I don't remember yeah. anymore. He like, like one catch, but honestly, I'm more. I haven't done it yet, and I probably should before you put the pot out. I'm more looking at it as an opportunity to move what Julio shares. I have hopefully, uh, like you could not get anything for Julio. I think I sold one for a third. I, I mean, you're still probably not getting more than a third now. But you'll be able but, to move him, but you probably can get that third now because he looks like he might have three to four weeks. And any, what do you go like three for fifty nine or something? It was halfway decent, three for sixty five was something like that. Why would I give that up for a third if I'm even halfway within competing? Because in a month he'll be he'll probably be worth it. When, when Evans and Godwin and Gage are all playing. You know, assuming nobody else gets hurt after what Godwin comes back, Coolio's gonna, he's got obviously no value whatsoever, dynasty value, and, and the production probably won't be there after a month unless there's another injury. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty healthy unless, though. <laughs> there's a wide margin with unless, because they're the, uh, they're the Vegas, not the Las Vegas Raiders, but they're like the, you know, show rock stars go to Vegas to die. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Julio, the old guy, yeah. <laughs> what if, what if you get a whole year out of Julio? It's a, you know, what if you get two more games out of him and he gets injured and you say, all right, enough is enough, I can, and you cut him. It's the difference of a third, but uh, I, I'm always the roster spot on Julio. He's a sexier Jacoby until he gets hurt. <laughs> I, I have a ton of Julio shares. I'd like to get rid of some. I, I literally have like, do you remember I said double digit ground shares? I think I have. 10 Julio shares. Oh, that's uh, from, great from, from just that. having them on my roster and never dumping them before it was too late. And it seemed like it had been too late. So now maybe I can at least get some, especially some of those are even on, on rebuild just because I couldn't dump them and I didn't cut them. So mm-hmm. uh, if I can get a third, even in a, even just a third in a rebuild, I'm going to, if I can get anything for Julio in a rebuild, I'll do yeah. that. And, but even on competing team, I don't mind it. Cause like 
obviously, even on a competing team, Julio's like my wide receiver eight because you couldn't depend on Julio to be anything coming if, into the year. If Julio is the reason you're competing, you're not competing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's, that's my uh, – I joined a bunch <laughs> of startups last year, and that's my Mariota and Trubisky this year. Like I just have them on pretty much every team because you get them in the, tw- in the 20th round in, both, in every dynasty startup last year. And uh, so I think I'm at like 70% Mariota, and I'm trying to sell them. I, I can't. You know, you can't sell them for two seconds. I don't want to sell them for one second because yeah. what if he puts up 25 points for 17 games? He's worth way, way more than a second on my team. Um, and there's a little bit of, you know, you can, you like old dying QBs. What if you can sell a different quarterback? What if you can, what if at a point I'm, I'm overloaded on Winston and Tua too? What if I can get two first for them at any given, at any given point? If I've got, if I hadn't been able to sell Mariota, um, yeah. I'll, I'll get rid of either one of those guys and happily ride Mariota until, uh, you know, he dies. Okay. So speaking of, Oh no, that was almost way too bad. I'm like, speaking of quarterbacks and dying. Oh no. <laughs> um, so Dak hurts his hand. It comes out that he's out for six to eight weeks, but then Jerry doesn't put him on the IR. We still say Jerry, like he does this anymore. Steven Jones does everything now. Right. Yeah. I think But so. still it's more fun to talk about Jerry. Yeah. Um, and now I'm seeing that it might only be three to four weeks. I I think that's just them being dumb and hopeful. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to be three to four weeks. I so, hadn't heard that, but you know what my immediate thought was? Russ rushed it back last year. How was that? Yep. He went from like eight weeks to a hand two, injury. Three to like six. It was a hand injury. It just didn't – he did take, – take the, take the time, man. It's going to be too late by the time we release this, but Cooper – Rush is on most waiver wires. Are you how much? How much fab are you throwing at, at Cooper Rush right now? You would have to describe a very specific yeah, like right percentage wise. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really care because like kind of what I think Matt was saying is I I can't see myself starting him, and very few people are going to give up even a third or a fourth. I, I saw one third go for Cooper Rush today. Yeah. So yeah, like I I went through all my leagues. He's on the waiver wire on almost every single trade addicts league, and we have what thirty two man rosters and yeah. taxi squads. Sure. And I go to type. I'm like, what number? Do- we have two hundred dollars of fab for the season. I don't think I went above thirty dollars. Yeah. On any I of mean, my you got to put in a bid just because he's going to be a starting quarterback. Exactly. But I- like I don't. If anything, I don't want to bet a lot. I just in case he does well, I don't want someone else to have him. <laughs> who's exactly. The best, who's the best player you're kicking off your bench to make room for Cooper Rush? Oh, I have really, really bad players on my team. So, who's the best player that you would kick off your bench? Oh, to I, make room for him. Not, not anybody worthwhile. <laughs> I have on this team: Jimmy Graham, Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> you have Jimmy Graham? Is that what you just said? Yeah, I don't just drop people unless I need to. I like and, Jimmy Graham and Dynasty. Oh, and Manny Sanders. I have three. Oh, wow. Jimmy G. Go on, Jimmy G. Jesus, you have Jimmy Graham? LeCon yeah. Treadwell is at least on a team. I think he's, no, he's, on, the, the, he's, always, he's on the Patriots practice squad. Oh. Yeah, I ha- yeah, I have at least three free agents on my TA8 TA, yeah, eight team right now. And I, I don't know if Jimmy Graham is, but Emmanuel Sanders is actually officially retired. Mm-hmm. Did he? He retired, yeah, as a Bronco or something uh Oh, that's cute. I, I think. Or he retired. I know he retired. He announced. I don't know if it was as a Bronco, but he announced his retirement uh, 
like last week or something like hey, that. Hey, do, do we forget that I just dropped Andrew Luck this year? Uh, well, yeah, I held on to Andrew Luck for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> when are we dropping Gronk, Russ? Oh, definitely um, not this year. Yeah. No. Until at least like before the 20, maybe like August 2023, if he's not back. When I'll Brady retires. Yeah. And we believe it. Um, so is there any. So is there any action? Okay, so no, let's let's forget about Cooper Rush because that doesn't really matter. What are you doing? What are your thoughts on like CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz now? Because CeeDee Lamb, like people were starting to buy in with Cooper gone. People were ready to say he's going to be that top four wide receiver. Dalton Schultz has been the steady tight end where you can plug him in and not feel gross about it. Do we still think there's a chance those two guys do well? Or is it like, just get rid of every cowboy on your team because it's downhill from here? What are you doing with Dalton Schultz, Rocky? I mean, Dalton Schultz, I was just looking it up. He he actually had a decent game um, when nobody in uh, for the Cowboys had a decent game. He really did. Not, 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 not like great, but in tight end, in like trade addict scoring, he said he was seven for 62. That's 18.45 points. That's awesome. Um, and I, I kind of think he's the one that might benefit most, you know, the short underneath stuff. Cooper rush isn't that good. And he's, you know, going to look for the tight end, the safety valve. So I, I could see him being fine. Don't show. I mean, I, I'm still not probably going out and acquiring him uh, right now, Yeah, but, but I'm fine if I have Dalton Schultz. CD, I mean, has to be a hold, but I am very nervous about CD because, at least in the short term, I mean, for Dynasty, he's you know he's only what twenty three or whatever, so I'm not I'm not worried. You know, Dak's gonna be back in half a year, but especially if you had him in redraft or Scott Fishbowl, I just think it, it it wasn't looking great before Dak got hurt with CD. Uh, their offensive line is in, is kind of in shambles as well. And they have, and you could see that in the second half of that game, Cooper Rush was just getting like mauled. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I think it's going to be hard for him to do anything significant. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll manufacture some stuff for him, I'm sure. But I mean, he's not going to be getting down the field. I don't know how many touchdowns they're going to be scoring. So it's going to be, I mean, if you can weather it until playoff time, maybe buy, see if you can buy low. But I kind of feel like anybody who, Roster CD Lamb, you know, is, is kind of thinking the same way I'm saying here. It's, you know, it's, it's eight games. I'm not selling CD Lamb just because I might be a contender. I'll, I'll hopefully ride it out and have him for my playoffs or something like that. I agree but, with you, but there's people that get in, themselves into situations, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can buy low, buy low, but I'm, 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 he's it, a hold for me. It's a, it's, he, I, I'm glad I don't have to hold any CD land because across 20 leagues, I don't have any CD land. It's just, his price has always been too high. He's had too much promise and not enough production. And I just don't like to play that speculation that uh, at that cost. Uh, I agree with everything you said about Dalton Schultz. I think that he's going to get a lot of 10 yard passes and he's going to be really, really helpful in a uh, tight end premium leagues for over the next few weeks. Um, I don't know what to do with CD lamb and I'm glad I don't have to make that decision in any leagues. Uh, but it's also a situation where, you know, if you've got a couple of olds that you can foist off on this person because he was their final, you know, now they're going to have to figure out what to do with their last flex. If you can fill them in with two like very usable flexes, um, you might be able to like, okay, if Keenan Allen wasn't injured, he'd be a person, a perfect uh, half of a package to send for CDM right. right now. Uh, it's unfortunate that happened, but. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to do with him either. 
you know. Uh, yeah, I honestly like I might see if if there's a team that is competing that has CD Lamb, I might see what I can get away with. Yep. Like I I know sending them picks won't really get you anywhere, but like if I can send someone who's worth like a mid late 23 first for CD Lamb, I think I take that gamble. Like if like, Al Robinson was good this week. Oh, I don't want to talk, we'll talk about that later, actually. Um, but yeah, so like I am on team go by CD Lamb because I think he's a very good player. And yes, you will be needing points for the next few weeks at least. But I I have faith in him long term. So I if you can get him for a single first that isn't early, because not super sure he was worth an early first already because of what the early 23 firsts are worth. I would go by CD Lamb. No, like no one else. Like I'm sad for all of the Zeke shares I have. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys. Uh, asked me to he do was living off volume and being on a good offense, and now yep. Jalen one of those is things probably is nothing. nothing now. <laughs> Michael Gallup coming back is not going to do great. Well, by the time Gallup comes back, Dak will be pretty close to coming back. I dropped but, yeah. Tolbert in Scott Fishbowl. That's done. Uh, I felt yeah. really clever at the end of the at the end of the off season when I had gotten him. Uh, didn't work out. I will right, say so. I am on team by CD Lamb, but I, like I said, alluding to that first half, I, I still think even when Dak comes back, it might still be rough. For, like I don't know that we're getting the CD season, even with the healthy Dak that we were hoping, because that line looks so bad. <laughs> I wonder if we could, or if you guys would, um, send a second for Zeke right now. That's all he was worth anyway. Sure. No, I probably wouldn't do it now because that's what I was willing to do a month ago. So you asked me to do a little bit of homework before the uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. I think Zeke might be my don't panic too much. You know, five points. Uh, I'm a little bit panicked about Kamara as a Saints fan, to be yes. honest. Oh, we'll talk about him too. Yes, yeah, um, he did get hurt. Well, it's really funny. I, again, I tweeted it out this this morning. Uh, um, this week, I sat Zeke in one of my leagues because that's fun. Last year, week one, they played Tampa. Zeke scored 5.9 points. This year, they opened again versus Tampa. Zeke scored 5.8 points. And I'm just like, look at this genius over here. (laughs) Zeke. And put in Darnell Mooney. (laughs) Genius. You know, he was my my original. Don't panic. Don't panic on Darnell Mooney. I would send this up to him, too. If... It's it's got to be really tough for someone who didn't see the actual game and is just looking at stats. Like I, most human beings would leave that environment <laughs> with the flu. Like it was gross. Like I don't understand how they took two steps and didn't just fall down. Like that's how bad the rain was. Like it was. And then they played on Soldier Field, which is just atrocious. Just divots everywhere. They got to resaw it every week and it doesn't pan out. I, I can't believe it was the NFL. new. It was new yeah, grass. Yeah, the the grass was only down for a week, so it wasn't completely, you know, sealed in. I just can't, I no, can't it, believe it, what they got away with up there. It, it's mushed in now. Yeah. Um, but uh, what he was, what what the FF Mad Jester was alluding to, um, we are going to do a little bit of week one freakouts and overreactions because I always have so much fun with this. You know, the, uh, my first one, and we'll bring it into what we're talking about a little before we started recording. Um, the Rams' offense is now terrible, except for Cooper Cup, and Cam Akers has officially retired. <laughs> okay, yes, Cam Akers went three rushes for zero yards, and Darrell Henderson looks pretty good. 
that we knew, <laughs> you know, from the end of last season. Um, but I have seen trades go through, which pretty much equal Cam Akers for a third. That's and nuts. That's I don't even nuts. like Cam Akers. Yeah, for someone like Rocky to say that's nuts. Like, <laughs> he he didn't actually retire. I get it. He's almost is screwed, but he's not almost screwed. pulling a Cam Akers as the new Cam Newton, where he has negative trade value. Can, <laughs> I'm serious. If you can take advantage of that, if you can send, uh, I don't know because I'm not buying him, so I don't know what I would want to send. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but me you, okay, but like, let's say you have a rebuilding team where you have a player. I, I wish I could actually use my brain to think of something right now. You have a player that's just worth a solid second round pick. You know, you have like uh, Adam Thielen's a little too low. Do you still want to say a Rob, or is he done with? I wanted to, but I I, I stopped I myself because of that game he just had. And then there goes Alan Robbins. Like, let's say you have Amari Cooper on Perfect. your team, and you are deciding you want to slow it down. You want to age down. You want to get a little youth. Would you send Amari Cooper for Cam Akers right now? Ugh. I know, right? <laughs> I don't like either of those players. Uh, I, I, oof. All right. Well, what about that's well, tough? I mean, it's, it's so, tough so to how talk do you about feel about Cam Akers? Finally, had a good game, but you know, like players in that Mike Williams, Hopkins, Renfro. I would not send Mike Williams for Cam Akers. I would not send Renfro for Cam Akers. Who was the other one? Oh, I forgot already. <laughs> That's about right, though. It just it, at that point, it's how you how do you feel about those players? Renfro has me a little bit worried. I I, I still like him, um, but I like yeah, him. Renfro, I can see more than Williams. It's yeah. just positional at that point between those two. So that's the only one that I would really feel okay with. Uh, you know, just tra- crossing positions to do something. Yeah, I might send Renfro just because week one kind of bore out. Something I was already concerned about, which was that he was, you know, Renfro was Adams a, and Waller were going to command too much. Right. He was a fantastic floor when he had the target share that he had last year, but it, it, he's not, he's never going to be a ceiling. And now he's not necessarily going to be that floor. Yeah, um, he's pretty Williams, cool. I wouldn't send because he does have a ceiling. And, and I, my issue though is, I mean, I think Cam Akers is probably worth more than Renfro. So I guess that makes sense. I just don't think there's a ceiling for Akers. I think the ceiling that some people saw in the off season, the non-point scoring season, that it's not there. He's he's not ever going to hit what people thought he was going to Should have sold him last uh, January when he was doing box jumps on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the second that, that the, first video comes out. That's when you do it. Just dumping. But, so we say that, but James Robinson might be the one to own in that backfield. He's we'll talk good. about that, I'm sure. So don't, don't okay. rush ahead. Don't rush All ahead. Right, sorry. <laughs> um, why don't you drop one of your uh, – Week one freakouts or overreactions, Matt? I try to be uh, just terminally underreactive. <laughs> so I, I would almost veer that to uh, – wait, what, so what, what is the question? What should we not freak out about? Either or. You know, what do you think people are freaking out about? Like, it doesn't even have to be like – like here, my next one. Or no, here, I'll give you my big one, which I think is – Justin Fields is the next Russell Wilson. Like it's just a complete and utter overreaction because Justin Justin Fields spent that entire game running for his life and kept the plays alive for like seconds 
is running around and then still got the ball down the field. Is, is that, that why he's Russell Wilson? Because he creates time and gets sacked and goes he to the runs around, He runs, you know, half a mile in the, in one each play in the backfield and then still gets a pass off. So I love what you're saying. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be making fun of you. I, I love that. You have, no, 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 not at all. Oh. But it's still an overreaction, you know. Nope. Justin Fields looks good. I, I'm absolutely for that. But, you know, I'm going to kick it up a notch. And, Just imagine uh, when he gets Mooney. I know. Mooney, <laughs> Mooney. Yeah. So, you know, just give me something that you think after seeing week one, there is a section of the community that is just going to blow out of proportion. Even if you personally aren't reacting to it that way. See, we, we, I, I'll give you again. I don't, even know, I don't think I played this game as well as you did, Russ, because I don't even know that mine's an overreaction. But it's something that that I guess could be considered an overreaction by some people. Which to me was uh, the one we we had talked about uh, in text. Uh, J. Rob, greater yep. than Travis Etienne, baby. <laughs> Got they did have a similar snap share. I know that's been pointed out to me, but he had more touches. He had more fantasy points. He had uh, two touchdowns to ETN zero. I, I, I always pounded the uh, pounded the table for for James Robinson. I was very happy to see it coming off an Achilles. Oh my Achilles, God. man! His even first game year. off an Achilles. The fact that he got a 50-50 share in his first game off an Achilles is an the accomplishment fact, itself. The fact that he got a starting snap in the NFL two years ago was an accomplishment. Yes. Then he kept the job. That was an accomplishment. Then he came back and got, uh, you know, draft somebody draft. They got drafted ETN in the first to get ahead of him or right in the second or something. And, uh, he overcame that and he put up 20 points a, a game last year. And you now, now, now what? Now he overcomes an Achilles and can makers put up no points and <laughs> J Rob put up 20. So is J Rob is ETN is ETN. The James Cook to J Rob's double Singletary, because I'm about to get a James Robinson jersey. That dude, yeah. And my I, whole argument back when they were all over when I had Adam over Etn is is he was gonna he was too good that he was gonna cut into the workload people thought Etn was gonna get just because he's a first round pick, and now he's we're in a different regime. They're going to go with the better player. I know it's been pointed out to me that that ETN, you know, we talked about this in the Cool Kids Club chat. Uh, hashtag join the Patreon. Uh, but <laughs> uh, uh, but the, the people were mentioning how he's, you know, he was very, ETN was very efficient. He didn't score, but he had, uh, he was like 11 yards, four for 40, on four carries, but four for 47. Uh, and he had and, one pass just bounce off his hands. ETN, yes. Which isn't was- normal for him. Well, he was—he was not. I mean, he had a lot of catches his last year, but he was not the greatest pass catcher for most of his college career. Yes, he had, but he got better because he even yes. like what was it? His the year before his he last, scared. he said he was like afraid of catching yeah, the ball, and then everyone freaked him. out. And then he, you know, he worked on it and got good his last year at catching the ball. And that's my other thing too, though, is that I, I mentioned this in the Cool Kids Club discussion we had about it is that. Uh, I don't think he's the monster in the passing game that some people want to make him out to be. Like he's not some Kamara-like weapon. They 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 got him a lot of touches in the passing game at Clemson, but I didn't think he was. He's dynamic, but he's not as dynamic, I think, as people like to make him out to be. So, anyway, I, I just I just think if J. Rod was able to do this eight months after an Achilles injury, and if, 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 
I, could he be the guy that finally defies the whole Achilles thing? Because I, I, the one thing I would kind of say going in his favor is he was not an athletic specimen to begin with. So maybe that helps because he's not depending on so much athleticism that the Achilles is sapping. It's about his vision and his downhill running and his hole seeking. And he just, he's really good at all those other aspects and he's got an eye for the ball and he doesn't have the metrics to even get drafted in the first place, but he's, you know, two years down, down the rabbit hole, getting 20 points a game and coming back from from an Achilles that, and he's able to do things that Cam Akers can't come close to doing because Cam Akers was, you know, let's hope that the the ability within the system is the right formula. And with uh, J-Rob, it's just, well, let's get him some touches because he knows where to go, and he does. So if that's an overreaction, I'm overreacting to j Me too, man. I'm on board. I love J-Rob. I'm really <laughs> sad for the, the shares that I sent away scared, and I'm really happy for the ones that I bought because uh, I – was rebuilding and I and I wanted to do home. Oh, oh no! I, I Should, is this is this his uh, <laughs> Cam Maker's box jumping moment? Do you sell him now? Nope. No. I, I mean, you're st- he's, the, he's the whole box going for more than a second. Because the, the whole workout video is a mirage. Yeah, it's not right. them playing football. This was it's controlled. Football. It's physical ability, and and he he's he might have lost you know, a fifth of a hundredth of a second. Yeah, I was but about to say, he'll run like a, a four or five, seven instead of a four or five, two. Oh no. Exactly. Like you know what? He's running it to the right place and it's a game of angles. Football's yeah. a game of angles. Um, Jason real in our, in our chat, watching the stream right now says Equinemia St. Brown is the best receiver on the bears. Am I playing the game? Right? <laughs> yeah, you are. Did you see, by the way, that the St. Brown brothers uh, or they cousins? Brothers, brothers, brothers. brothers. They caught yeah. touchdowns like three seconds yeah. away yeah. from each other. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Real uh, time, yes. Amon Ra caught a touchdown, and then like three seconds later, Equinemius. You really are Amon Ra and Equinemius not brothers? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's like I should I should have yeah. The sun <laughs> and the planet aligned. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a third brother whose name is like Steve, probably. No, um, they have a third brother, and I think it's another uh, Egyptian god or something. It is. Yeah, it's I awesome. know. It's just, it was just really would have been funny. Like, what what did I do, Mom? That you you give these my brothers these names? No, there was, uh, and they're like, you piped Eagles, out, Russ. Eagles offensive lineman whose name is like Hala, former Eagles offensive lineman Halapula Vati Baitai, and literally his brother's name is William. Oh no. <laughs> Like, that's how you know one parent got to name the first one, a different parent got to name the second. Yeah. <laughs> they just gave up. Yep. Okay. Um, so, do you need me to read another overreaction or freak out, or do you got one? Uh, you talk, uh, me? I think yeah. you, yeah. Okay. Um, an overreaction. I'd say, I'd say, don't overreact to Zeke. If you can send a second for him, get it. Um, definitely don't overreact to Mooney. If we love Fields, and I do. Uh, then we love Money too. <sighs> overreaction. I guess I don't really know how the community is feeling, so I don't know who who's overreacting to what. Oh, I'll tell you what else I'm overreacting to. Week one is in the books, and Gabe Davis is a wide receiver one. <laughs> there you go. It feels That's so. so uh, what was my favorite trade that I've ever done? Uh, every single 22 second that I sent for Gabe Davis <laughs> across all my leagues. That was my favorite trade. It just feels good to root for the guy. Oh, oh! I, I just hit the button for player stats. The highest scoring player this week was not a quarterback. It was Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson by less by point nine. 
in trade out. So in the non points, we give a little extra points for quarterback yardage. So Mahomes was probably wasn't as high for everyone else, but yeah. you know, I think I think it's the same in regular leagues. I think uh, J. Jeff hit like thirty nine something, thirty nine point four, and, and in TA leagues, Mahomes did thirty eight point five. Okay, so here's my next one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will be underused and might just be average. Christian um, McCaffrey had about what ten touches and like three receptions, something like that. Five targets, I think. Something, yeah. Um, he might be underused. What was the second one you said? Because no, and and may just be average. No, he's definitely not average. Did they give him the points when he picked up that fumble and ran at thirty yards? Well, yeah, I it's... don't. Did they? Oh, did they? I don't think they did. I don't think the they did. No, because there wasn't a run. It was a fumble recovery. So. Yeah. Right. So, if he scored a touchdown, he would have gotten the touchdown points. But no, it was not a rush because right. they even did on the on the broadcast. They said they the the refs called it a fumble, pick up, and run. So it was so not an actual. If people game. are overreacting on him getting fifteen points, um, he only got fifteen touches, and I think it's I think it's the first time he's had like under twenty five in years, something like that. But also, okay. it's funny. Like I freaked out when I saw that, but then I looked and saw that um, Chuba. And what is it, Deonta, Deonta Foreman got a total yeah. of like four touches. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so it's not like they're working anyone else in. They just tried to make this a Baker game because they were playing the Browns. What what are we doing with them? Because DJ Moore, I mean I know. I was so worried about he's you know what he Bobby is Bobby Anderson season. That's what DJ I'm saying. DJ Moore is future CD Lamb if, if CD Lamb doesn't pick it up this year. DJ Moore is in his what going into his fifth year? I think this is his fifth year. I think so, yeah. And 18. he's never 18, been more 19, than 20, wide receiver like 18. This is his fifth year. So much talent, we hope and we hope and we hope, but he can't break into the high-end wide receiver twos. Is CeeDee Lamb going to be the same thing next year? And with this, uh, I just, I'm just i glad I don't have any of him uh, to wait out Dak's recovery and then hopefully CeeDee Lamb's emergence. Um, I'm, I'm so torn on, on the Christian McCaffrey thing you put on here because this is literally what I was saying for like half the non-point scoring season that, that whatever, you know, coach is there, I wasn't, whether it's Matt Rule or whoever, would be crazy to to give McCaffrey the kind of workload he had in the past. Yep. And, and then it bore out in week one. So I, I, but I'd also sort of kind of been sliding towards like, okay, McCaffrey is worth, you know, being as high ranked as he is and all that. I started coming around a bit. So I, I'm not sure what to think. I mean, I, I said this, like I was very worried about this, that I, that they would not give him the workload because why would you after two straight years of injury upon injury, giving him that workload? Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think it's an over the average thing is probably an overreaction, but the underused thing, I don't, I think that's just a reaction. I, it, I think that could keep holding. Like, I don't know that we're going to see, you know, 15 carries and 10 catches and things like that and going forward. I, I, I'm still worried about it, especially after seeing this week one. I, I, I kind of bought it into the whole McCaffrey thing by the end of the non-point scoring season. And now I'm kind of right back where I was before where like, I'm scared. (laughs) So I was always there. Like I was always, especially after last season at the, they can't use him that much. They they paid him. It's not like a rookie contract anymore. Like they need to protect their investment. They need to not kill this man. And I still got my first real share of him, this non-point scoring season. And I'm not sad about it. Like he still is good. So if you give him less touches, he will still be very good. He might not be 
destroy fantasy football what we've yeah. been, been used to and that's what i had said too when I, even when i was worried about him being underused is that it's, i still kind of think he's probably a, a low-end one high-end two at worst um i guess the hope is just kind of if they're going to limit his touches maybe we do maybe we give him more catches less less carries but like PBR. can we <laughs> compare him can we compare him to uh derrick henry right now because derrick henry is still getting the bulk of the workload and got seven points Versus McCaffrey's like 15. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard got 22 points behind. Yeah. Am I right? Well, he caught right. so he he two receiving points. So it is, yeah. all around, it is all about catching. And if hmm. Christian McCaffrey, if they can just bump him up to maybe eight catches a game, then I don't really care if he gets 10 uh, carries. And I yeah, you know what? He does have the talent. He, he, uh, did he score? Yeah, yeah, he had a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with that offense. I understand they paid him and they want to protect their investment, but to what end? At what point have they just kind of sat on their investment until he's 27 and they are waiting to Well, compete? that's when you do it, the last year of his contract, then <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sure. Um, at what point are the coaches fighting for their jobs? At what point is something going to have to change? Will, will something with Baker click? Look, he's got the talent. Um, the reason that, that we shifted from one end of the spectrum to the other and back to the first one, Rocky, over this offseason and, and into week one is is for different reasons. We put him in each spot for different reasons. You know, like uh, after two years of injury, we're a little bit worried about him. We're a little bit worried about, uh, you know, the, the amount of the workload is going to be given and then – once he is given a, a small workload, like we, we see his floor. I see him as buy right now because his talent is definitely still there. People missed out on the amount of work that he did because they zapped away all those points from the, uh, when he just, you know, he snatched the, the, the ball off of the ground and ran, ran it 30 yards. If I'm planning my offense and I w- watched one guy do that, it would, it would immediately dawn on me to do it the next game a few times, but put it in his hands and just let him do whatever, whatever he just did. It, it just seems logical for them to want to lean back into it. And nothing else was working. DJ Moore is tragic right now. Um, yeah. If they I want to try, they have to use CMC. And he's, he still has the talent, so I'm not too worried about the workload. Okay, let, I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me put this in a very brand way. You have a middling team. You, you know, you won week one. You scored like 140 points, where a bunch of the other teams scored 180 Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I still want to go. I want to go in. Would you send your seemingly mid-first for Christian McCaffrey to go compete? Or no. do you hold on to your first? Oh, I would. my first. I would. I absolutely would. You'd send the first? Yeah. I mean, what? what, what are the biggest worries is that he won't be utilized. Um, I'm not concerned with that. They didn't win. They didn't beat the Browns. They should have. Um, but Matt, Matt, go ahead. How would how would you feel if he got an injury? Season-ending injury. <laughs> Damn. Wasted <laughs> by my own petard. <laughs> um, you're right. You're right. It would be like so. It would. Let's compare him to Derrick Henry again. Because he's one year late, uh, behind him in age. He's one year behind him in, like, God, let's get on this Derrick Henry for one last year in 2021. Let's get on uh, CMC for one last year in 2022. And he gets injured, and it sucks for you, but he kind of got you there. And the next season rolls around, and you're like, well, I got stuck with him. Guess I'm starting him again at his, uh, you know, a little bit past his apex. And we'll see what happens. And maybe you're stuck with him, and maybe it works. And 
you know, you got to take some risks on, risks on some guys. Uh, you can compare him to Michael Thomas, too. You know, of course, you missed two years. We were off that boat. <clears throat> I sold uh, Michael Thomas everywhere. What, uh, one of my worst trades was fine. I traded away. Um, I had Michael Thomas concerns, and I have way, way too much Mariota. Excuse me. So I sent, so I packaged Mariota because that's the only way to get rid of him. Packaged Mariota with Michael Thomas and Adam Thielen and Curtis Samuel just to get digs, right? I just wanted digs. I wanted like three years of digs versus maybe one or two of Michael Thomas and maybe nothing. And I needed to get out some under this Mariota. It's all fine. But that dude made off like a bandit because MT certainly looks like MT now. And if I can send that for Christian McCaffrey, who can get a little bit more points in a little bit more um, hard to come by them position. Yeah, I'm very comfortable sending my, in fact, I might, I might do that right now and see what happens. See if we get a response on it. Uh, Okay. Um, I'm just going to read my other two. Uh, My overreaction. Joe Burrow is bad. Joe Burrow is overrated. (gasps) (laughs) what a weird game that was that was just like i am first of all t higgins get well please um but otherwise like i'm willing to just forget that game ever happened yeah it was very weird what all the players in it i i i I almost pivoted down i got talked off the ledge i almost pivoted down in one of my jamar chase leagues uh to t higgins and camara and Somebody talked me out of it because so I, I will take that away from that game. I think Jamar Chase was almost had one or two more touchdowns. That dude is just I, I can't believe how I ever thought he was not the most perfect wide receiver. Him and Jefferson. It's just they confirmed everything. I'll overreact. Everybody was right about everything they said about those two guys. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with everything and T is T Higgins is better. Um, oh, so- Mixon is getting the the he's getting he's one of the very few he's one of the maybe top seven bell cows in the league. Mixon's mm-hmm. getting the workload. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he had eighteen yeah. points without a touchdown. That's bananas. Give me that dude. That's oh, wonderful. Yeah. But speaking of one of those workhorses, my last one, Baquan is back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been waiting for both that of out us. on Twitter. Um, and I was, he was like, oh, I know we oh, won victory lap. Let's take it. And I oh, said, awesome. no. He's like, It'll take a quick victory lap. I'm like, no, I will be insufferable until he drops, well, literally or metaphorically drops the ball for like two or three games in a row. <laughs> but like, that was Saquon. Saquon oh, yeah. is back. That was prime really Saquon, fun. yes. I, I, I'm so happy. Hopefully um, it keeps up. So I did trade last last year. I was on a run for a playoffs in one of my dynasties, and I traded away. Uh, somebody was out, so I traded them. McCaffrey, who was injured, um, and Irv Smith, who I just don't care about. And I wanted to get back Saquon because I was healthy going into the playoffs. He stunk it up, so it didn't really matter. And Gronk along with it. And, uh, you know, it, it got me to the semifinals, but it didn't get me into the championships. But I'm fine with it because Gronk got as many points as Irv Smith did today. And um, Saquon, boy, oh boy, did I, you know, he he thought he was rebuilding by getting the injured better guy, but he got the 26-year-old and I got the 25-year-old and now look, look what's happening. So it's a, that, that was one of my least favorite trades that turned into one of my favorite trades this weekend. 
Okay, and that's all I got. Do either of you guys have any more before we go on to the listener uh, freakouts? No, I'm excited about that. Uh, no, I don't think I have anything. Okay, cool. At Geronimo Rambles, I'm full freak out that anyone thought Matt Patricia can run an offense. <laughs> okay, so here's... And Joe running. Judge. Yeah, isn't he running half an offense? <laughs> well, he's yeah, he's a special advisor and the offensive line coach. Assistant like, to the offensive line coach? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I always was very curious about this. I got to be honest, like, as a defensive coordinator, at, or like even let's go like super specific, like he, like as, like Patricia has offensive line coach in his title. He coached the defensive line, so he needs to know the inner workings of offensive lines to be able to coach against it. Mm-hmm. So I was always very curious how it would work out to see if you could flip that. The, but the, I think you just need to be better than Matt Patricia. No, yeah, the way. Eagles did this um, back under Andy Reid. Juan Castillo was their uh, yes! defensive line co- defensive coordinator, I believe, and uh, or no, he, ended- uh, he was a defensive coach. I believe, and yeah, uh, and he ended up being the offensive coordinator. That's yes. right. Yes, yes, and it did, and the, that same so kind of logic was line. used. He needs to know the uh, yeah, or defense defensive coordinator, or defensive line. No, he, he. I think he was like the secondary. Co- it was like he wasn't the coordinator. Okay. I don't think Dennis Allen went from defensive coordinator to head coach in New Orleans this year. So he might be a good example of that too, but no, but yeah, Juan Castillo went from yeah, you, 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 yeah, yes, no. Robert. Let's let's just say yeah. Matt Patricia, it, ain't and it. it was a disaster. By yeah. the way. Matt Patricia ain't it either. Yeah. Um, at B per Sankey twenty three, Allen Robinson is a bust. CD Lamb now stinks. Where is Kamara? Why Kittle? Why? As it goes on, he there was more and more excl- like punctuation marks, and I got really excited. <laughs> um, so is Allen Robinson a bust? No, no, no. Fair enough. He was. Uh, if you saw the videos on Twitter, he was he was open all over the place. They just did not throw it to him for some. It's going to take time. Like, and he know, played. They, I think I saw ninety seven percent of the snaps. So yeah, they need to gel. They need time. It's fine. Yeah. Do you remember how panicked we were on Robert Woods last year, starting out of the gate, and then after about three games, he turned into a wide receiver too until he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Now I we need that to happen again. Well, uh, if we, we talked about TD Lamb enough. Kamara. Okay, so here's the thing. Should we be surprised about Kamara when this is what it looked like when Jameis was the quarterback before he got hurt last year? That's true. I'm panicked on him. Well, I guess being panicked is the right move, but I don't think we should be surprised by it. No, I don't think we should either. Well, I'm surprised that uh, half of his work went to Taysom Hill. But I'm not surprised that he's missing half the work. You know, Taysom Hill had, what, 60 rushing yards, something like that? A couple of touchdowns. Like, man, like, Taysom Hill seems like now he is actually listed as a tight end. Like, I think I have him on a couple of teams, and I might just start him every single week. What a – you know what? I might be starting him over Pitts. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Led the the team in targets, but it just didn't get anywhere. Yeah, but – Taysom Hill led like 29 teams in tight end points. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it gets behind theory about what, what do you, how do you feel about players in general versus how do you feel about box score watching? And sometimes if, if they're going to do that with Taysom every week, it's hard not to start him. Yeah. With Kamara, the worry to me more is like what they did last year is they used him more as a running back, which they did not do this game either. He didn't get the catches and he only got nine carries. Like you'd see games last year where he had like 22 carries 
like yeah, multiple games, which was out of character for what they had done with him in the past, but and was still kind of keeping his get, value afloat. Yeah. He's gotten but, like 80 catches a year up until last yeah. year. And this week he got three catches and nine carries in a game that it was kind of weird, but I mean, they weren't, you know, they were kind of, they were, even though they were behind at one point for a while, a little bit behind, he was still not being used in a passing game, which is bizarre too. So I, I, I'm a little worried, but I, we've seen we've seen him do it before, so I, I can't get too panicked. And I don't think we should be surprised by Kittle being injured. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, it, go ahead. Sorry. I, and I was just going to say injury prone is not a thing, but yeah, I'm not surprised. The <laughs> uh, so last one we have at Daddy's Home FF. I'm freaking out about being able to hear three of my favorite people on the same podcast. Everybody, give a high five to the screen to for What's Daddy. What's up, Big Mike? <laughs> Um, and then he says, oh, and Alan Robinson, but whatevs. Yeah, we talked. You know, it sucked. It hurt my feelings, but it'll get better. Don't worry. My okay, so, team hope so. <laughs> that is all of our week one freakouts and overreactions. Uh, we do have listener questions otherwise, and we have some trade addicts trades. So, Matt, which do you want to do first, listener questions or trades? Uh, let's end with listener questions. So, so let's start trades. trades. All right, trade at its leagues are 12 teams, super flex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception, Ooh. and 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TEA1. We do have a TA1 trade, and that TA1 trade is Kenny Pickett and Taysom Hill for Traylon Burks and Jahan Dodson. This was done before Sunday. I don't okay. Traylon Burks looked in the Jahan Dotson, I think his score looks better than what he really was. He just happened to catch two touchdowns. He's he's a person I'll warn people not to overreact against, um, not to overreact towards. So what do you think about this? And if we're going back in time and looking at rookie drafts, Burks was taken before Pickett, Dotson was taken at the end of the first, beginning of the second, and who the hell knows what Taysom Hill is, except we know he's going to score you points. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you feel about this, Matt? Kenny Pickett and Taysom Hill for Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson? Uh, I think it sounds like an incredible trade if both sides got what they needed. I think it's perfect. I think going cross-positional like that is a really fun way to trade because you can. Uh, there's a lot of leeway with each player's value. If 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 you're in, both of those teams could improve their their starting lineup by ten percent, um, or improve their their down the road team by ten percent. Uh, I think it's. I think it could be a perfect trade. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I, I I don't think the value's crazy out here, especially with Traylon Burks's value has very much fallen since he was being regularly taken ahead of Kenny Pickett. And even though Kenny Pickett hasn't done anything, I kind of feel like his stock has gone up because there's been good reports out of Pittsburgh, you know, in the preseason and all that that he was improving and and he looked decent in the preseason games. So I mean I think it's a fair value wise trade. I just I would rather think I'd have rather take the two receivers. I just I'm not a big believer in Pickett and I'm still holding on to my belief in Traylon Burks. Oh yeah, one <laughs> game is not changing anything. Yeah, I mentioned I more meant despite the whole entire non points currency oh, after yeah. he got drafted. Yeah. Uh, after all the bad yeah. talk about him, I actually feel better about him after this last game. Yeah, that too. I agree that he looked, he, he looked <laughs> DA, he looked fine. Uh, so yeah, so I'd, I'd feel I think... sick if I was on the if I was on the picket Taysom Hill receiving side of this. I would feel a lot better if I was on the uh, wide receiver side. But 
it, it's fair. If you need, if you get what you're needing, or if you, you know, if you're trying to get points off your bench because you're rebuilding, then maybe Pickett is the way for you. And maybe you get a second for Taysom Hill. I, I don't know. I, yeah. And I, I've warmed up a little to Dotson too. I wasn't super high on. And speaking of which, just a, a reminder, uh, maybe this is uh, an overreaction, but that Carson Wentz is generally good for fantasy. Like he had like a 39, nobody seems to be overreacting to it, but he had like a 35 point game, depending yeah. on your scoring. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there. And just cause Jihan Dotson remind me of it. Like, when he plays, he's generally like like last year. Everyone thought he was horrible. He was QB like twelve to fourteen, depending on what your score. He just didn't have a lot of yards. Yeah, last year. Um, I like this, and honestly, I like. Okay, so I can't factor in knowing what Taysom Hill did this week because it's not fair because it didn't happen when this happened. Yeah, but like knowing that, I would easily take the picket side because a you're getting a quarterback who will be starting in the next year or two. And then you get Taysom Hill is going to score you quarterback points for no freaking reason whatsoever because the Saints are so weird still. Mm-hmm. Even though I do love Burks and I do like Dotson because, I mean, Penn State pass catchers. Um, but, yeah, like you guys said, I think this is even and whatever makes you happy. And I know uh, it was Kenny who got Pickett who had to wear all that dang Steelers stuff on the show. So, you know, he got the guy he liked. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. We are now jumping to TA6. Oh, first of all, I need to go back a second to last week where in TA9, me and Vito, who has been on the show once or twice, did a beautiful trade of Devonta Smith for Cole Komet in a second, where both Devonta Smith and Cole Komet goose out. <laughs> all three <laughs> of those pieces had zero points. <laughs> all three of those pieces had zero <laughs> I got the pick. Yeah, what a weird. Okay, but so this this happened today, this trade. Uh, Devonta Smith for James Robinson, Tyler Higby, and a 23 third. I think Matt froze on us. Yeah, Matt froze. So just keep going without him. Okay. Uh, I would pretty, and I like, you know, I like James Robinson. I would mm-hmm. pretty easily take Devonta Smith here. Even knowing, which I, this was, was this, was this this week or was this, this was prior to, okay. Yeah. I would still pretty easily take Devonta Smith. I, I said, uh, you know, prior to the season that I, I kind of thought there'd be AJ Brown boom weeks and there'd be Devonte Smith boom weeks and yeah. neither one of them would be consistent. I did not expect either of them to ever have zero points in a game. I was but, not ready for that either. Yeah. But I, I, I think we're going to see Devonte Smith boom weeks coming forward. We're not, maybe not 10 for 155 or whatever it was AJ Brown did. But uh, I, I do think that we're going to get, you know, seven for 80 and a touchdown, seven for a hundred and a touchdown, that kind of thing on the weeks that the, you know, as this goes along, the defense, you know, especially, you know, a decent defense better than the Detroit lions comes along. And it's just like, we're going to double and triple team AJ Brown. So, so you're going to see it. And again, I love James Robinson, Tyler Higby in the third mean nothing to me. I do think James Robinson will be productive this year, but you're talking best case scenario. He's probably um, mid-ish running back two. Like I think that's what they're both going to be there. Basically, like that's what you're getting out of those two. Yeah, this I will tell you right now. This was a bad trade for me because my team is bad and I don't have my first. Um, so what? I don't have ten players worth starting. So to me, getting James Robinson and Tyler Higby because my only other tight end was Cameron Brait. Um, so I felt if I can get two guys where I can get 10 to 15 points weekly, it felt like a win for me. 
especially because as we get towards the end of the season, if I could flip them for seconds, that would be great. Which James Robinson, there's a chance I will be able to Higby and I would send a, I would send a, a second for James Robinson right now. I, exactly. I, 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 I still want to score some points right now because of course. I'm not so, giving Jay Mike the 101 again. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, no, like I get it value wise. I lost this. The value wise, this is Devonta Smith, but I what's still the value think, of points? You know, getting, you're making yeah. points. You're getting a ton of points all year. I, you're getting in a weird position. Scoring season because I it's had to give up points. value to score points. You know what? It's it's Darnell Mooney season. Give me those 15 points for a guy that I can't sell for anything. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next trade, which was also in TA6, which was before the games, I believe. It was before, yes. Uh, a late this is actually early first, Sunday, I think. <laughs> yeah, a late 23 first, 23 third, and 24 fourth for Chris Olave. So a first and a third for Chris Olave. Uh, I don't I, like... I don't like assuming it's going to be a late 23 first. Uh, I'm not spending a mid first for Olave at all. There are. Yes. I mostly agree with you, but I will tell you this guy has made it to the semifinals in every year of this league and his team is still very, very good. Okay. So while I'm with you and don't usually try and do that, I feel fine saying this one will be late. I understand completely. Some leagues are like that. But by that um, late so, could be nine. <laughs> so I really like Alave. And I think what we saw on Saturday, Sunday, that's the right day, might really be what it is. They might just be throwing the ball a whole lot. And Alave will be part of that. And I love how much work Jarvis Landry got. <laughs> but to get a 23 first, like to get a 23 first for Alave feels right. You know, if so, if you wanted to move off of him, Getting a first, a third, and a fourth is fine. Yeah, no, so I, this value a... wise, I think this is fine. Like I, to get a first for a receiver that you got in the second half, to anyone that you got in the second half of this year's draft class is a win. I I tried to sell everything past one oh, I everything past Bell. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, London and Burks. If I'm not getting one of them, I'll just do it for the twenty three first straight up. So. Olave definitely falls in that category. Give me the 23 first. Who knows where it's going to end up? You know, it might be nine. I'll yeah, take, two, I'll take... two things that went through my head when I, when I, this was sent to me by, by Bill. Uh, and it was, we've talked about it, you know, multiple times during the non point scoring season. Like, how high of a 22 first would you send for a 23 first? And granted, like you said, we probably know this is at least mid, we can call it mid to late at least. Uh, and, yeah. but, even still, like we were going as high as like the 104, the 103, we would send for a 23 first. Yeah. Um, and, and Chris Olave generally wasn't going at the 103 or the 104. Yep. And we've also talked multiple times this non points growing season about who would we trade for a 23 first. And we're talking established, good established players we would not trade for 23 first. I, it, to me, a receiver who's never played and I like Olave, but a receiver who's never played I can get a 23 first plus I mean those two things together in my head it was just an easy call for me I I, I actually let it sit there for a day but I I, I, I kind of you know I'm glad he's still there because I think I should have accepted it sooner so you remember how Traylon Burks was supposed to be the one-on-one of this class and then mm-hmm. we started talking about quarterbacks and then we started talking about Brees Hall and you know Traylon Burks fell to like the sixth or seventh or whatever what if 
Jackson, Jackson Smith Najiga Najigba falls into the second half of 23 first next year. Would you rather have Olave or him? And he just, he was the Jamar chase to Olave's like not quite Justin Jefferson, you know? So if I can take the, the clear alpha on the team that Olave was on, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a random dice throw on getting NSJ instead of Olave for sure. Every time. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next trade. This one like just happened right before we started recording. Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, and DJ Moore for Josh Allen. That's big boy. Ooh. Yeah. Dak, Brees. Brees Hall, DJ, DJ Moore, Moore for Josh Allen. This was a competing team that had Dak Prescott and lost Dak Prescott for a couple of weeks and went and got that quarterback to keep him competing. Um, I think my team needs to be pretty stacked for this, but I don't hate it because I don't think Brees Hall has the ceiling of being like a top five running back. And I think we've seen DJ Moore doesn't really have the ceiling of probably being a top 12 wide receiver. So give me the dude that's been the QB one for the past two years and has no reason not to do it again. And you're kind of temporarily, if you're competing, not even giving a quarterback a way to do it because yep. you're getting a quarterback for nothing for the, you know, for the uh, let's make the bye week stretch. Yeah. I mean, let's call I it like it. I like weeks it. instead of like whatever the big one was, because now they're cutting it down. Yeah. Like, Honestly, like this is what you pay to get Josh Allen, and the fact that you were able to do it with a hurt quarterback just makes it even better. Yeah, and yeah. Brees might be a disappointment, and it's, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. This is a great move up. If Brees didn't get like those seven targets in like the last five minutes of the game, he would have had a terrible game. Yeah. But can we talk yeah, about Michael Carter running back one for the Jets? Yeah. Can we talk about that for an hour and a half? Are you excited I about can? it? Let's go. <laughs> All right, I I can't I can't, I I can't side with you guys. I would take the Dak side. I mean, well, to yes, me, you would. You won't pay up for quarterbacks. You're, he's he's maybe not an elite quarterback, but he's a first round startup quarterback. And you're adding the one hundred and one and a very very good young wide receiver. I to me, it's just I get it. You have to probably overpay to get Josh Allen. To me, this is too much of an overpay. Like. Dak is fine. Like you I, said, I, a yeah, very young. You said a very young, very very good wide receiver. But I haven't seen very very good yet, and I haven't seen very young since he turned twenty five. And the situation doesn't look good this year. And I don't. Whoa, know twenty five is still young. Twenty five is still older young. than twenty five yourself. Do not give him crap for being twenty five, even though he's been in the league for sixteen years. Eh? <laughs> what's he? What's he? Where's the highest he's finished in sixteen years? It's yeah, tough, man. It's tough. I think. Uh, yeah, I think sixteen, eighteen is about where is about where DJ Moore is showing that his ceiling is, and I don't love that. And Brees, you know, we can call him the one hundred and one as long as we want to, but uh, it's point scoring season, so we can't call him one hundred and one anymore. We oh, have to call him. Yeah, Mr. no one expected him to, I think, come out and just be a point scoring machine on the Jets' offense with Michael with Carter there. With Joe Flacco. Also, too, by the way, I, this makes more sense to me, actually, if it was a long-term move rather than a point-scoring move. And Eton's e- team – I'm sorry, Eton's team doesn't have uh, – is not – I don't think it's stacked enough to withstand this either, by the way. He's got oh. Swift. 
but he doesn't have much else at running back. He he's got some receivers. You, you gotta be crazy to try and beat J Mike in this league, is what it that is to. true. That is true. Hey, let me go try and trade some stuff to Aton. <laughs> there you go. Um, I actually have a couple decent guys. I should try and trade some stuff to Aton. Yeah, too. you beat like, me I'm, this week. My team, I know, and I'm trying to rebuild, and I have a, I have a few decent players that are scoring me. Like I think I have Kareem Hunt there. I need to maybe uh, Aton can use Kareem Hunt. I'll see if no. I can move you. I said first. <laughs> uh, the next trade uh, is in TA8, where I was bored and I got the very first trade bait updated email. And he put, uh, Matt put, not you, Matt, Matt Price put Cordell Patterson and Jeffrey Wilson on his trade bait. So I sent Damian Pierce and I got Cordell. Okay, so here's the thing I sent Damian Pierce for Cordell Patterson, Jeffrey Wilson, and a third. Not even his third, because he's full rebuild. It was someone else's third, and, and he, he rejects it? it and sends it back without the third. And I'm just like, you couldn't just, you could. I mean, I'm not going to reject it because of a third, but like, you couldn't just give it to me. So yeah, no, I traded Damian Pierce. He for listens Patterson to your show. He listens to your show, <laughs> so of course he knows you're going to add that third. Um, I like it. I like the quarter Patterson side because, well, here's the other thing: is are you are you which team is planning on playing? Are you planning for the playing for the playoffs? Or are you trying to make it to the playoffs? Because Cordero might not make it to week 12 to be what you want him to be, but he'll get you there. Whereas Damian Pierce might actually kick Burkhead out and do what some people thought he was going to do. Um, so it's, it's, are you planning for the first half of the season and the second half of the season is what it comes down to. I'm but I like playing it. for tomorrow. <laughs> Cordero Patterson all day, baby. Plus something? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think okay. this is perfectly fine. I mean, none of these I think are long term assets. It's yeah. kind of though when we uh, when you you uh, were on vacation a couple weeks ago, uh, we had Zach on, and he had mentioned you might want to move Damian Pierce before he starts playing, and yep. people see him. And this this trade though kind of exemplifies sort of the reason why. To me, this is less than the value you could have gotten Pierce oh, uh, yes. for Pierce before he actually played. One thousand percent, yeah, yeah, sure. and so but. I don't love any of these players. I, Cordero was actually a guy I was going to mention could be an overreaction player because he did have a monster game, but Damian Williams uh, got hurt after like 10 plays and it, of which he played almost all of them. And I still had no other running backs on the roster. The, the only other guy they had was a special teams player that was active. Uh, so he had to get all the carry and he, he performed with them, but We'll see if that's the case going forward, depending on Williams' health. Then maybe they throw Algier in there and he commands some of the work. So I don't even know that we're going to get, like, you know, old points here. I'm I'm worried about Patterson despite this first game and seem, seeming like, oh, it's just like last year. I, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. But, but again, I'm not a big Pierce guy either, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt. You know what time it is, Rocky? It's time for the sleeper trade of the week. Sleeper trade of the week. Sleeper trade of the week. We're going to talk about a trade addict's trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. Yeah, brought back to like middle school and high school. Oh, no, it's going again. <laughs> I keep Great forgetting. Let's leave it in. Let's go. Let's do it again. <laughs> If you can remember to turn off this time, Russ. 
I, I, I unchecked loop, so there you go. We're back. Okay, so the sleeper trade of the week is another Josh Allen trade. This one was in TA9, and it was Josh Allen for Trevor Lawrence, Damian Pierce, and Romeo Dubs. Oh this my God. is the antithesis of the last trade. Right? Okay. So Even Rocky would do this. I, Even love, Rocky I would. I would in do a this. Heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other side thinking? They're missing Trevor a first. Lawrence, Damian Pierce, and Romeo Dubs. Because here's the here's why I made this the, the trade of the week. Because I love how trades get made because people value people differently. Trade, trades get made because people think differently, play differently. And um, the person who traded for Josh Allen, it was just like, I really didn't want to give that up. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? That's a really, really good price for Josh Allen. He's like, yeah, but I really, I'm all, I was in on dubs from the beginning and I hated to get, lose him. I have Trevor Lawrence as a top tier quarterback. He also really likes Pierce. Him. And I was just like, but, but you got Josh Allen. <laughs> you got the <laughs> top tier quarterback. Um, so it, while yes, like I saw this trade go through and I'm like, okay, yeah, wow, great, great job getting Josh Allen. It made me happy to hear that it was still like labored thinking to be able to accept this because me, who was just like, oh, wow, great price. But someone else values players so differently that they had trouble hitting the accept button. So my bio on my Twitter uh, profile is everybody values everybody differently. And yep. that's, that, that's oh, the man, first yeah. rule of trading. It's the first rule of playing the game. We're not playing NFL players against other people's NFL players. We are playing against uh, 11 of hopefully our friends. And we need to know their inclinations and everything. We need to know if we can send Trevor Lawrence, who um, please give me something really nice in return for him and let me not worry about him anymore because um, rookie quarterbacks, nobody can tell. That's what we figured out is that nobody knows anything at all. Um, so let me send Trevor Lawrence and what was probably 212 rookie pick earlier this summer and a fourth round rookie pick earlier this summer. And you just turned it into the 101 of a startup. That's, that's bananas. There's absolutely no reason that should ever happen. Uh, so good job, somebody. And again, um, yeah, again, like it just, it, it makes me happy. Like it's why there are, calculators and shows and so many leagues and why trading is the best part of fantasy football to me. It's just for sure. And that is your trade of the week brought to you by sleeper fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all of your leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app to get started today. But we're going to do the opposite of that, and we are not going to start. We are going to finish up our trade addicts trades with Rocky. Rocky. That's me. Rocky trading a 23 first, a 24 second, Ramondre Stevenson, and Christian Kirk. Who had a very nice game, by the way. I'm so happy. Go, Christian Kirk. <laughs> For... Jonathan Taylor and and third. somehow and, something got added to Jonathan Taylor on that. Rocky. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Which side were you? Um, I got Jonathan Taylor. Oh my god. I, and something. 
I I actually sent this as a I sent a twenty three first to twenty four second and Rashad Bateman, which I actually kind of thought was a better offer, but um. I kind of looked at it as two first and a second, and maybe that doesn't get accepted. You know, if Rashad Bateman was in there, mm-hmm. and he countered with this, uh, so I I took it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my analysis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Ramondre Stevenson had some, had some hype, and 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 you know, you certainly been talking Christian Kirk up all 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 season. I'm here for it. They threw the ball a lot. Yeah, but yeah, this I. Yeah, I I did not expect to get this. I I was hoping to get a counter with the Bateman offer. I like I said, I kind of thought my I like this better than what I had offered for me. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody values everybody differently, and a lot of what this all comes down to, if you're just playing it as a portfolio game, is uh, you know, you want to have a good relationship with all your league mates, and you want to talk to them and have an open line of communication where you can say, hey, um, who on your team do you do you do I value more than you do? Because on my team, you know, you might value these players more than I do. And if we can come to something, we can both be very happy. Um, that's, that's a principle that I like to keep up, too, is just keep good relationships and really kind of get to know the people that are in your league. Take the time. And, and to be fair, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure why you wanted to uh, – I mean, Stevenson is still young, too, actually. He he is sort of, I'm re, uh, I think, kind of going into rebuilding phase here mm-hmm. so sure, but he can, getting he can keep the it first and the second he, yeah, he, he could have probably got more but yeah he could have but he he can keep it real building and if he's also trying to sneaky compete those are um a starter at wide receiver and a possible high ceiling starter at running back and he gets a first and a second so he might he i like what he's doing i like that he's leveraging the you know he's not really giving up the win now but he's also getting a lot of a lot of assets that might pan out into something. So he's rebuilding the right way. And if Kirk keeps playing like that, his value could increase, especially in season when people are for looking sure. for points. If he keeps for putting sure. up, you know, seven catch games or hundred yard games or whatever, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look at Renfro last year. He came from nowhere and he ended up being a wide receiver one. Yep. You know, if Christian Kirk did that, I don't, I don't think anybody'd be surprised. A lot of people would be uh, not buying in. But points are points, and if you get value, you get value. Okay, so let's move on to our listener questions. We have two, so let's get to them. <laughs> at first, we have at Noob Engineer, any cell candidates you would consider? CEH, a sell or a hold for a contender? Dots in a sell, even in a rebuild? What ideas do you find people have to gain some edge on your leagues after this week one? I mean, the edge is find people that really swing their ideas like we did the overreactions and the free gets as a joke. There are people who really think this way. That's how you take advantage. Look for the people that are willing to sell acres for a third. Well, Rocky and I don't think he has the ceiling of being a top five running back. Like people hoped he would. You could still get a decent RB two out of the guy. Um, so I, I really, I think that really is honestly the really only like, I really yeah, don't I think know if you get it. much of an look, edge in Look trade. deep down into your heart and see how you felt a week ago. Yeah. And if you would have traded Jahan Dotson 205 for a 23 first, you do it now. And if you would have traded George Pickens three weeks ago and then he shoved somebody um, and you would have traded 205 George Pickens for 23 first, do it. Like there's all these little bitty things that are happening and people are like, oh, it's time for this guy. And um, 
how did you feel two weeks ago? How are you going to feel five weeks from now? Uh, don't let this feeling affect what you're going to do today because you'll end up with Damian Pierce instead of a 23 first. Yeah, I think you guys said it. I, and I, I agree with you, Sid. I don't know there's much of an edge to be gained after week one. Like you said, maybe selling some of these guys or uh, buying an Allen Robinson cheap or something like that. But I think the bigger edge is to be gained kind of as we get further into the season and then people really get hyped up for points. Like yeah. guys like uh, maybe he's too old to be a good example now, but like Adam Thielen, who you could not sell for anything during the non-point scoring season. If he's, if he's wide receiver 12 in November, you're going to get it at least a, a mid to high second. And there's, and there's other guys like that you could probably get a first for that you would never dream of getting a first for now or three weeks ago or in February. You know what I mean? So sure. I think the bigger edge is to be gained later in the season. But, yeah, you can get those, like I said, small edges. Um, mainly, I think, more buying guys like sort of an Allen Robinson, getting points edges and things like that, guys that are, are way down than, uh, than, than selling. I guess if you compare, you know how uh, some utility companies they'll they'll give you levelized billing. They'll be like, "Well, you never have spike weeks and every it just yeah, averages yeah. plus." Well, yeah. um, compare your levelized thinking of these players' values to what the weekly market is, and I think that if you just stay steady, you can. Uh, it's not really manipulating the market; it's just letting other people pull triggers when you don't see too much of a change. You know. Okay, and I will know. say. Uh, CEH, I think he's a hold. I, I, I think this is absolutely in the range of outcomes for not every week, but like a couple of times. Like now that we have firmly moved on from believing CEH was worth the 101 ever, and we really value him around a second and a third, two seconds, like that's what we have, that's what we are. And especially now with Tyreek Hill gone, which we can now say he's fine in Miami. Um, and so is Waddle. So, like, I I hold CEH if you're contending because I do think he will help more than well enough get you where you want to go. Yeah, and, and the hate had gone too far. During yeah. Isn't it funny how we hated him? How, like, I, w- I couldn't uh, – he and Miles Sanders were in a tier of their own, and look what they just did in week one, you know? <laughs> yeah. A tier Miles of their Sanders own. exceeded his uh, touchdown total from 2021 this past week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That tier of two just jumped the tier of two that is uh, Monty and Jacobs. Fair. A little younger, a little more productive. I'm happy with. uh, All right. And our last question, at Tacit Assassin 13, I think we probably should have Rocky break down the Denver receiving court and what it means going forward. (laughs) So this is clearly a Jerry Judy reference uh, because I've been ripping Jerry Judy Maybe not ripping. Other people would say ripping. I've just kind of been pointing out the truth about Jerry Judy, I would say. But uh, (laughs) that he's not produced very well for fantasy. And what I would say about this past week, uh, first of all, is that if if that ball gets played, if not for one broken play, Mm -hmm. Jerry Judy is three for 35 outside of that one broken play. Even if he did well, he got behind the defender on that play, could have been picked off. Even if he catches the ball, it should be like a 20-yard catch, and we're talking four for 55, 40 for, four for 60, and no one's giving me all this crap about Jerry Judy because he went four for 102 in a touchdown, which I know by heart because it's Jerry Judy, and I've heard it a million times. But 
But I think what we're going to see is similar to what we saw outside of that one play, which is he was definitely looking for Sutton a lot in that game. I don't have the targets in front of me, but I know he threw multiple. uh, And, you know, people, critics could point out Sutton didn't catch any of them, but he threw multiple uh, balls up for grabs to to Sutton in the end zone uh, in that game. Uh, he he was definitely looking Sutton's way. I, I, I again, I don't have the target numbers, so someone's probably going to tell me, "Oh, Jerry Judy had more targets." I don't know, but I, I just think that we're still going to see Sutton greater than Judy. Can they both be wide receiver, low wide receiver ones, high wide receiver twos, or one one a wide receiver fourteen, one wide receiver twenty four? Probably. I just, I still don't want Judy. I, I still think it's going to be Sutton. I just, nothing I saw changed my mind. One play where the guy did not pick off the ball and no one was within 20 yards of Jerry Judy until like five feet from the end zone doesn't change my mind. I hear you. I agree with you. Um, he's a, he's definitely a do not overreact to his 20 points. And um, I think a nice clap back for everybody that's that seems to be sniping on you on Twitter or wherever it is. <laughs> Well, um, to be fair, I've been, you know, I've oh, been, you've been antagonizing. I, I will not antagonizing, but I've been very vocal anti Jerry Judy, and there's some uh, many Jerry Judy truthers out there. So that, that that's where fair. it comes from. Well, tell them um, if you think I'm so dumb, go give your 23 first for him. <laughs> Let them show you, you know. Well, ladies and gents, that is the end of our show sheet. So that is going to be the end of our show at 11.32, and I know we didn't start right away, but that's that clock says an hour and 51. It's been a while since we've done that, but I knew yeah. I knew this show was going to be a good, a good good long one, but it was a good one. Um, before we do head out, Matt, remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do. I am Matthew Chester. My uh, Where you can find me is at FFMadJester on Twitter. Uh, you can find my writing at FC fantasy sports or fighting Okay. And our stuff, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can watch us as we record, jump in the chat like Jason did and, you know, help us out along the way when we can't think of what to say, you give us things to say. And we appreciate that about all of you. Plus the aforementioned cool kids club, our awesome chat on group me get in there with so many smart people, so many funny people, so many great people, and then there's Rocky. So, so much fun to be had. Um, and then ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com. We have all of the S, wait, what year? SFB12 stuff. We have our Sunday collection, which may look like some things we enjoyed watching this Sunday, to put it very generically. Um, and just so much other stuff. We still have the Trade Addicts, the DAP Network, the Timeline Junkies, and Get Real. Everything up there. Every single penny that comes in goes to Fantasy Cares. Every single penny gets donated. So you get some awesome stuff. Kids will get some awesome stuff for the holidays. Everybody wins. And I'm about to win by going to bed because I am tired. So good night, everybody. Thank you for your time, yeah. Russ. Thank, thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS family of podcasts, and a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. 
We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pants. Daddy's the best. <laughs> See ya.